Good morning. Building blocks. We're in the series called Building Blocks. We're taking a look at Deuteronomy 6, which is where when God told his people how they were to disciple the next generation, specifically inside their nuclear family. But all these, all, all, all these principles have application outside the nuclear family into the extended family of God's people and now, as we know it, of, of God's church. And so, but the second week, God tells us, love me, and I write these commands. God, when we love Jesus and hear and follow Jesus, the commands will take care of themselves, his commands. That's, that's an impossibility. But then today, he continues to them, beyond loving God, there's something furthermore that you event app. We, uh, we no longer, I no longer give uh, the point, write down what God is speaking to your heart. And, and we encourage you, share that on Facebook too. Everybody that sees your Facebook feed. And so, Deuteronomy 6, chapter 10, And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to give you, with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant, and when you eat and are full, he's going to give them a ready-made country. Now, maybe some of you, uh, the uh, extreme home makeover stuff, you know, anybody into that uh, or was when it was on? Anybody? Anybody likes extreme home makeover? Nobody's willing to admit it, okay? Um, the, 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 the cool, it, Jared's living it right, right now, um, so just call Jared Ty. And, and so, but it's, one of, the, one of the things that was so appealing for people to watch was, right? You walk away, go on vacation, and you come back to a ready-made, you're going to get a ready-made country. They were going to walk in to homes, to vineyards, to everything completely ready. But where they are right now, as we are reading this, in their history is that they are in the wilderness. They are getting ready to exit the wilderness and go into this ready-made country. Listen. God gives us the wilderness so that we can learn how to hear and follow him. God gives us the wilderness so that we can learn how to hear and follow him. We do not learn how to hear and follow him in abundance. That's not where we learn to, to, to hear and follow him. Why? There's too much noise. There's too many distractions. There's too many nice, cool, shiny things in abundance to be able to listen to God. He took them through the wilderness to train them on how to hear and follow him. And that he was going to be a good, good father like we're, like we're going to sing here in a little bit. But they had to go to the, to the wilderness to figure that out. Don't despise the wilderness if you are in the wilderness. Do not despise the wilderness when you went through the wilderness in the past. And don't despise the wilderness as we look forward to know that there's going to be wilderness times ahead. Because God squeezes everything away so that the only voice we can hear is His. That way, in times of abundance, we have already learned how to hear and follow Him. This is what He's doing right now. This is what He's doing. Because He knows, He knows, when they get to the times of abundance, something might just happen. Verse 12. Then take care, lest you forget the Lord. 
If we haven't learned how to hear and follow God in the wilderness, during times of abundance, we'll forget God. We'll forget God. Plain and simple. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no way I would forget God in the abundance. If we haven't learned to hear and follow Him in the wilderness, we cannot learn how to hear and follow Him in the abundance. And we will forget Him in our abundance. What does that look like when we forget Him? Who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. They were in slavery in Egypt. The story of them escaping Egypt is a real story and had real historical significance for his people because he was going to give them a land that he had promised long before and a country that he had promised long before. However, while all that is true, I call this like a a living parable or a living metaphor. As God was setting up this time of history among his people, he was also foreshadowing something else. He was foreshadowing releasing people from the bondage of their slavery to sin. See, when we forget the God, when we forget God, when we forget the Lord, what happens is that we forget that He has released us from the bondage of sin. We think it's our own good doing that we are good. We forget that it is His righteousness that He gives us. See, the deal is, at this point in time, the only thing the Israelites did not have were laws. They were going to have a ready-made country. They going to ready-made country. But what they didn't have were laws. And God set up laws, you know, Leviticus, you know, that book that every small group is just dying to study, Right? When was the last time you heard, hey, small group leader, can we study Leviticus? I really want to know what to do with the bodily discharge there. It's never told them how to live. And guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what? It was for their free to do whatever we want. That's not freedom. Desires, whims, and flesh. He is telling them, when we are truly free is when we are hearing and following commandments. The first four is about loving God. We talked about that last week. The last, little more direct way to put it is, don't mess people over. Don't mess people over. Right? Don't, don't bear false witness. Don't mess people over. Don't covet. Don't mess people over. The last six are about... Love when we freely love. We're truly free when we first. First, that means we can't forget him, and we can't forget the slavery that he is down to the next generation. If we just merely pass commands, we'll either raise up legalists. Whatever you say, I'm not going to do. I'm going to do the opposite. But what happens if we actually pass God to the next generation? was completely different. 
When we love God, He frees us from the sin that we have. Would we rather them follow a bunch of rules or actually experience the freedom from sin? Which one? What else happens if we forget God? It's the Lord your God you shall fear. We'll stop fearing God. Maybe some of you struggle with church and struggle with God, struggle with this whole concept, and you're like, look, 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 see, that's it right there. The whole fearing God, like he wants me to tremble in our boots, in my boots, because of him. Now, there is a reality that he is above all of us. He is greater than all of us. He is holy. He is perfect. He is all-powerful and all-knowing. There's a couple of different types of fear. There's the fear that understands that somebody is bigger, stronger from them, or there's the fear that says you are bigger. See, if you had a friend that was a bodybuilder that you knew, they could rip you in But you've got them as your friend. What are you going to do? You're going to get closer to them. It's the same way with God. Same way with the fear of God. While he is, look, if you hear and follow me, if you have faith in me, you're my friend. Father is your father. You're adopted into this kingly family. Fear of God. Us to sacrifice our lives and die daily. I read something that's for some reason that stuck out of, of, of Paul saying, look, daily I die. Hey God, whatever you want with my day, you can do that? Taking everything that we have, everything that we own, everything that he has given us, my resources and my time, I serve you. If we forget God, the fault is to serve ourselves. And by his, not that. When you see the word, the name, concept as branding. So you can read this, by him, or you shall put your life into that branding. We stop branding our life with his. And we don't swear by the name, by the branding of God. That, that I read something disturbing this week. That 25% say, I don't want to pass on Christianity to my... by the brand of God. Popular in nature. And that allows me to fit in with my... that is talked about in God's Word. The hearing of following of Jesus down to the next generation, that it's not going to be the cool decision to make. That there will be for Jesus on the cross. We forget God. I haven't forgotten God. Look, it's easy to remember God here, right? To remember God. What about Monday? Do we remember Monday? Remember that he has freed us from slavery on Monday? Just the same as we would here? And we stop swearing by his name. When times get tough, what do we do? Blame God.
You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are around you. For the Lord your God in your midst is a jealous God, lest the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you. And he destroy you from off the face of the earth. When we forget God, we'll go after other gods. Our God is a God that is Emmanuel. He's always been Emmanuel. He's not Emmanuel at Christmas. He's not Emmanuel just in Jesus. He's always been Emmanuel. And the imagery here is the same imagery as God being a groom and his people being a bride. And if we are going after other gods and God is in our midst, it's the same exact thing as a spouse is in the house. If you, I get it. I understand. That sounds like a lightning bolt to God. But when we put it in self as that, and he watches us, uh, commit, given us that that is who we, 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 we go after when we a thing as one spouse physically watching another spouse of that happening inside your home. However, just with the me- And if you what that feels like, that's exactly what God feels like. And I want us to notice something else. Not those who are not his people. People that he was talking to that were not uh, followers of God. And kindness. And when it was people who cared about religion, jealousy, anger, and destruction, didn't it? This isn't people who do not go to church and do not believe in God. This is a passage remembering God. And loving him. Just like the Israelites, 16, you should not put the Lord your God to the test as you tested him at Massa. This was at a time that they ran out of water. And despite the ten plagues, despite God freeing them from Egypt, despite parting the Red Sea when all hope looked lost, despite providing manna, despite providing water other times, and despite a consistent and a constant pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire before them, they forgot that God was with them and they said, prove yourself to us, God. And God got a little ticked. Right? It'd be like your kids, despite feeding them every day, they come to you and go, prove to me I'm your parent or you're my parent. I want to prove it to you right now. We demand for him to prove him in time again. He's talking to the religion. Keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may go well with you and that you may go in and take possession, possession of the good land that the Lord swore to give your fathers by thrusting out all your enemies from before you as the Lord had promised. This isn't God bribing us. Do what I say or else. And if you do what I say, I'll give you good things. When we forget his commands and we treat other people however we want to, we devour each other. You don't believe me? Go to Facebook right now. As a country, we are devouring each other. 
This isn't about who's in the White House or what laws get passed. This is about if we devour each other or not. And as hearers and followers of God, if we don't follow his commands, we will devour each other. Absolutely and positively devour each other because we will mess each other over any time we get. Any chance we get. If we forget God Monday through Saturday, we will devour We'll lose. I'm not talking about riches. I'm not talking about homes. I'm talking about blessings of holiness, blamelessness, adoption. You know, the blessings that really matter, but we forget about. Because we forget about God. It's when we start worshiping our abundance that we're going to devour each other because the other person is a threat to my abundance. But when we hear and follow God, that's when we will actually love each other because every person has the opportunity to receive the spiritual blessings from God. No matter where you are, no matter where you've been, your background, what you've done, what any of us have done. Ephesians 1 is in our study guide in the event, by the way, if you want to go look at the full list of spiritual blessings that God gives. Are we going to pass down to the next generation a love for God and a freedom that goes beyond a country. Paul, who always lived, not this Paul, this Bible Paul. I always have to make sure that people are like, what is our, anyway. Paul, who always lived in a country who hated Christians, who lived a lot of the last years of his life on this earth, in prison, remained free. Because he was free in Christ. Freedom has nothing to do with the law of our land. It has everything to do with loving God and hearing and following him and never forgetting I don't know what country our kids will grow up in and my kids' kids will grow up in. And it doesn't matter because I can pass on to them a freedom in Christ that's not dependent upon the law of the land. Will we pass that on to the next generation? And to do that, we cannot forget God every day.
That's the challenge. When we wake up tomorrow, will we remember him? That's the challenge. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the chance to come and worship you. We've been told by you, don't forget. We can be in church every single week and still forget. Let that not be true of us. Let that not be true of me. And I pray, Lord, that we can pass on the freedom that is living in you no matter what's going on around us. Let us pass down loving you to the next generation. We thank you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.